modern airs and harmony there. And they wouldn't let me go. What guilt they were throwing. They opened up this big cabinet. It was like, ah, there's a thousand bottles of rinse and schmintz and grinch. I had to cash a bond to get out of this place. It was all right. Rinse number nine, let every hair have a follicle orgasm, and then put a litmus paper so it can arrange, you know, and uh, this is your wonderful crowd, and uh, come back to the improv. What, what did he actually, he was just entertaining as a person. And now here he comes, oh, Tim Allen. Hey, oh, here we go, Tim Allen. Nice to see you. I'm having a pretty bad week. I just got back from a kind of a family reunion, and I got seven brothers and two sisters, and I realize now, and I'm, I hate to admit it, but men are pigs. You women will agree, right? Men are pigs, right? He's very still, and he's leaving the microphone just yeah, in the just stand. Yeah, it's too bad we own everything. Still. <laughs> and he's very specific with his stuff. See, see how he's an actor. See how specific he is? seven boys, two girls. She always called us pigs, you little pigs. You little red-butted, primate little monkey pigs. All you do is poop and eat around here. That's all you do. Don't speak to your mother. You grunt like the pigs you are. My mother figured that's how men should talk. <laughs> it's true. You don't think your old man grunts? Give him a steak. Honey, you like that? So specific. He's so... My He's mom exactly said the opposite of what just alive is for lawn care and vehicle with Richard Lewis. Like Richard Lewis was just all over oh, doing whatever, and he's practiced yeah. all of this. He knew he's true. putting his hands in his I pockets. He planned track. that. All of this. Yeah. That hand. Got the that John hand. Deere 160. Oh, yeah. yeah. What if he's just very no, it's all a script. <laughs> this is all. He does it. I bet he does it the exact same time every time. Oh, it's fun yeah. that the two of us, like yeah. the two shittiest comics in San Francisco, are like tearing. Option, I'm yeah. tearing apart 1996. My comedy. mother said men aren't men until they can find their way to Sears by themselves. That's my Sears doesn't exist. Craftsman uh, tools. All that Kenmore stuff. Come on. Right to that Craftsman tool department. Uh, uh, I walk in there and my nipples are rock hard. They're beautiful. I can buy stuff I don't even need now. Yeah. I got a gear puller. I got no idea what that thing is. I wonder if this is before or after Santa Claus. I bet it's before. But it looks good on my pegboard. Oh, 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 oh. Is this before or after tool time? That's the that altar to a man. Oh. So I'm wondering, is the Three grand worth of stuff you'll never the, use, right? The and the real pinheads will outline their tools. I know where that baby show, goes, right there. Stand up? Yeah. I mean, I never watched. You get real weird tools, though, you know. These work, but I'm working on my house. I get that. Those were big brass. Yeah, absolutely. Watch that thing. That's a power stapler, sir. Taylor Thomas. Where is Jonathan Taylor Thomas now? 238 bucks later. I'm out stapling phone books to my brick wall. The weird trouble you get in is that home shopping thing. Oh. 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 Consumerism on the phone. Tools from hell on this show. I don't Before know. internet, what? I always get sucked in a good salesman, man. Eliminate the worry, folks, of sharpening scissors at home. Oh. <laughs> Honey, forget about that check to Ethiopia. Here's a major problem here. <laughs> 
six to eight weeks it shows up, you know. It's got that, all these instructions, it says attach firmly to a workbench for stability. Uh, is chicken good? I guess the chicken. Come on. I don't have a workbench. But I think we all know where I could buy one. But you seasoned it. There's more for your life. Thank you. Thank you. I popped out Sears, got the 164 Cubans workbench shot me crash. It's the lemon pepper is the secret. Four foot bench, 800 pounds, came in a box, gay big. Oregano, salt, paprika, super easy. Kid, you didn't read the circuit. So There's chicken. some assembly I have so unit. much pork from last oh, night. I have like no. four pounds of pork at home. I'm going to slice it thin and do something with tools? it and bring it and do something. Sears! <laughs> Sears, yeah, Craftsman Tools. You can take them back. You can find them on the street and you can always get new ones. They last forever. And if they don't last, you can get new ones. I got needle nose, vice grip, and monkey mother. Guaranteed Craftsman Tools. If you find Craftsman Tools in like a garage sale and they get broken, you can always send them back and get new ones. They're worth a lot of money because they're good tools. Yeah, I've got tools, boy. Is that why they're bankrupt? I got tools that fix tools. I, I don't know how that works. I feel terrible yeah, that I'm bored by Tim Allen, because he's supposed tape. to be like... You got to have the duct tape. Mm. Duct tape. I know, duct yeah. tape is yeah. hilarious. If you duct can't tape. fix it, duck it. That's <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> yeah, cured yeah. that little problem with the dog right away. <laughs> but that's some assembly required to hurt you or a loved one. My mom gave me a gas grill for my birthday. I got the Sunbeam 3300. Oh. Yeah. If, if no one eats the food, I'll take it home, and then I'll slice it up and make it into chicken salad, and then I'll make it on sandwiches. It's like a car bomb in that crate, though. Because I got though, the witchcraft together. Butane hoses and tanks and fittings. Oh. And I took used to shoot coals as I could so that I could save coals for you the next. Ever finished something, and, but you still got a bag of real important-looking parts left over? Oh, yeah. Barbecues at the studio. Well, hey, honey, I, I mean, I have a barbecue here. He's the headliner when he's born. You should have seen I feel the flame come out of that hood. <laughs> I don't feel terrible. Fuck tomorrow. He has more money than I Honey, stop running around like that. You're just that making those flames grow on you like, like that. Not you didn't burn that meat, did you? Like, I'm sorry. This must be like a fuel regulator them. of some sort. Just comes into town. I don't think it's supposed to spray the hair like that. Of course, bump everybody. Yes, I don't need to tell you though, do I? Give me a bump. Bump your bumper, baby. Women are always mad. Women are always burn her head. She's always mad at me. Yeah. Always getting stuff dirty. I just washed that for. Look what you did. He's calling back. I mean, he's doing a lot of callbacks. Good for him. I pull out the hose. What's so tough about that? Everywhere you go, you make the house dirty. He's wearing a bolo. Uh, yeah. He is, and he, that was a subterfuge dick joke, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> this is, and we should what mention, all of this has been what? clean. Yeah. This has been 100% yeah, clean. The only people being dirty are, are me. You're being clean. What's a headlight for in that thing? I've done a couple of fucks drives. Shut the lights out. Let's scare the cat. No, it's okay. Uh, uh, stroller rolls by. It's a stroller. No power. Oh, babies have never heard that word. Oh. Same Bobby Finn. Never think of picking it up. He's no, never no, no. put the microphone in That's his hand. He's kept job. the microphone in the stand the entire time. Because he's a but because he's a well, I didn't know he's a germaphobe, but he's a good actor and he knows up, how to keep it, his distance and he's got the right volume and he's doing his act outs and he's keeping the microphone there in the stand. Is no good power for him. In these I like to hold the microphone. So he I rewired it. For an act out there. 
Yeah. And this old Buick V6 but he, but I guess if you're going to leave the microphone in the stand, you have to know but your she distance loves me. so that you can actually be heard. The best gift a woman can give a man is that big tool belt. Got that big cowhide tool belt. Got two cordless drills hanging low. <laughs> oh, I'm Wyatt Earp walking around that house. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Come on, Betty, break some. <laughs> You've been a lot of fun. I'm Tim Allen. Thank you very That was much. Tim Allen, everybody. Bored the shit out of me, but I guess everybody else loves that. This is the end of that. Uh, this is from all the things we saw were from 81 to 94, and they put this out in 2000. All right. Pancakes say things, because I have to switch the... Uh... Okay. Well, uh, we are listening to Laugh Out Loud, Volume 1. Oh, volume volume two now. Um, I believe it was released in two thousand one, and uh, we're listening to uh, retro comedy. Yeah. So this next one is going to be D. L. Hughley, Jason Alexander, Rhonda Shear, Bruce Bannon, Jeff Altman, John Fox, Norm Macdonald. Paul Rodriguez, Chris Rock, the end. So the ones I know out of here, I know who D.L. Hughley is, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, I know who Jason Alexander is, mm -hmm. clearly. Never heard of Rhonda Shearer. Maybe when I see her, I'll know her. Bruce Bannon. I can only think of Steve Bannon right now, but Me spelled too. differently. Jeff Altman, I don't remember who that is. John Fox, don't know. Norm MacDonald, clearly we know who Norm MacDonald is. Yeah. I'd like to see what his set will be like because I don't really like him that much. And to it's see him in like 96, it'll be fine. Story. Paul Rodriguez, obviously I know who that is. And Chris Rock, clearly. So clearly. Yeah, that... Uh, uh, what did that... It was the second to the last... <laughs> Now we're watching a thing of a guy going into a jail cell because don't pirate things. In fact, playing this might even be, I don't even know, but because actually that's not true. Because we're recording on top of it, we're not actually, we're creating a new piece of art right. by Creative Commons. Right. So we're allowed to do this, even though they're saying, you're in jail if you do whatever. But this is from that there's it's so fun to watch old videos too and you're like, that was cool back then. Remember the Matrix? Oh shit. DVD for you, baby. Mutinyradio.fm with Hot Dirty P and Pancake. Yeah, Hot Dirty P. I'm not rapping. Come on now. DVDs are cool. So again, this was gifted to me by Scotto Walker of Flatback Plastic. Got a walker with flat black plastic gave me laughing out loud. Laughing out loud, America's funniest comedian. It's five Featuring CDs. Classic comedy performances by Chris Rock. Yeah! Look at his hair. Oh, fuck no, Nick. He had makeup on. Jeff Altman. Bruce Bond. I know who Bruce Bond is. Oh, I don't know. Jason Alexander. No way. And D.L. Hewley. I know why people have to go. Yeah. And they all have the square thing, couldn't play, couldn't play here, couldn't play. I saw the dumbest sign in the world in Los Angeles today. A sign that said, don't do drugs, call a friend. <laughs> Who is this sign for? Because birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> Can you imagine one of these guys calling their friends, hey man, I'm in trouble, I'm about to hit the pipe. <laughs> don't do anything until we get there. <laughs> Come on, please, there's a party of a man-man house, let's go. Hell yeah. <laughs> 
No, no, you got this, got this gang problem in Los Angeles. I grew up in Los Angeles in a gang, man. Later on, I went to college, got my life together, got a job in corporate America, which was cool, except every once in a while, I would have a gang flashback, turning a memo in spray paint. That was, you know, <laughs> it was not cool, man. I don't know, man. It was rough growing up, because I had a rough mother, man. It was tough to be a gang member when you had to be home when them streetlights came on. Remember that, man? <laughs> Didn't matter what you was doing, you knew when them streetlights came on, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Jimmy House, we're gonna play. Oh, I got to go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Remember back in the days when your mother's sole purpose in life was to embarrass the hell out of you? You'd be on the phone real late at night trying to be cool. Your mother walking there, I know. You are not on my phone this late at night. They don't make me come in and embarrass you. It's like, damn, mama, what was you just doing? Why don't you hop on the phone? I don't know, man. Black parents are just different than white parents. No better, no worse, just different. Why, why were so they a movie called Poltergeist. In the movie, a little white child was trapped in a TV set, and her parents started crying. Oh, Caroline's in the TV! What are we gonna do? <laughs> you know, had that been a black mother, she would have been proud. <laughs> She'd have picked up the phone, called her best friend, said, Girl, turn to channel two! <laughs> Every day in this country, four children are abducted and are killed by somebody they know every day. And white people put their picture on a milk cart. Like if you sick enough to steal a child, you was drinking milk to get that way. Y'all have missed it for two weeks. My mother put my picture on a bottle of Jack Daniels. They found me in 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, here go your son right here. <laughs> you know I damn near drank him. Remember when your mother would go act crazy, man? My mother was crazy, man. Every year, she, she'd be dying. Every year, my mother was terminally ill. Oh, oh baby, mama gonna die. <laughs> when we were kids, we'd start crying, mama, please don't die, we love you. Y'all don't love me. Because if you love me, you would clean your room. Well, look, mama, we'll see you around, all right? Uh, try not to make a mess on your way out. <laughs> My mother was crazy. I always let you know the rules of the house. Look, young man, I don't care how old you get. As long as you live under my roof, you'll abide by my rules. That's right, you could be 90 years old. Mama, can, can I go outside? <laughs> Hell no, you take your old behind in that room. <laughs> my mother, man, she's great. Love my mother, love my father a lot too, man. My father, one of those guys that think he cool, but he really ain't. <laughs> you know, one of those guys that won't let go of the idea that he ain't cool no more, you know what I'm saying? Wear the short pants, the black socks, and the sandals, you know that guy? Those are the guys that always want you to go somewhere with them. Son, go to the store with me. Hey, man, forget you, I got an image. <laughs> no. True story, my father's the toughest man I ever knew. True story, true story. Remember, remember guys, man, when you were growing up, man? Every man tried to fight their father one time. A lot of y'all got that blank look, because every time you try to, you almost black out, huh? That was a butt whooping, wasn't it? And the white guy tricked me, said, look, if your father hits you, you hit him back and just run. <laughs> Which sounded like a good idea. I thought I could pull it off. Till I hit my father, he turned to the $6 million man. Oh, ran past me to go get the neighbor so he would have an audience while he beat the hell out of me. <laughs> Come on, there's gonna be a butt whooping. <laughs> my son just hit me. Come on. Because <laughs> you know how the fight starts. The fight starts, because you look at your father and you go, y you know, 16 years old, you start looking at your father and go, he's a little older, a little slower. I can take him. But you can't. 
My father, the toughest man I ever knew, true story, six years ago, my father got hit by a train and lived. I swear to God. <laughs> now, you already think your father's a bad man, but when he gets hit by a train, it changes your whole reality. Like, can anything kill this man? Damn. I'm not lying. I came home from a date. My father was laying in bed. <laughs> Son, where have you been? I said, Dad, I was out on a date. Well, while you was out on a date having fun, you know I got hit by a train. <laughs> Dad, how'd you get hit by a train? How does anybody get hit by a train, fool? I was listening to Al Green, heard her knock at the door, opened it up, a train came in and kicked my butt. <laughs> Every time we want to piss him off, we go, Dad, so <laughs> Thank you. You gave my name to <laughs> Thanks, DL. Next up, Jason Alexander. This is exciting! It means that somehow, somewhere, someone thinks that I have achieved at least semi-celebrity status, which is very nice. The problem is, once you've achieved celebrity-osity, you can't help but ask how you've achieved it and what you can possibly do with it to better your fellow men. So I asked myself, how did I become a celebrity? Worked for 20 years, nothing. Did one movie and became the scumbag who tried to rape Julia Roberts. He was in, he was in that, and he was in uh, the Forget Julia Roberts movie, which was a war. It was so I'm great. an animal. It was so great. He was a pretty woman, he was a bad guy. But I'm an animal. So you can imagine my joy and relief to be finally playing Jerry's cute, cuddly, neurotic pal George on Seinfeld, and the show's a hit, and I'm again a record... Oh, yeah. Thank you so I'm again a sort of a recognizable figure, but with a whole different image, and I vowed, all right, Mr. Celebrity, when your fellow man reaches out to you, thou shalt respond. Well, we do an episode of Seinfeld where George tells about how he was in the throes of passion with a woman in her tiny one-room apartment when he realized undeniably and overwhelmingly a certain intestinal necessity <laughs> and embarrassed that it might be cacophonous Damn. and being delicate, he had gas. <laughs> he left saying that he was in reality Batman and he had just seen the bad signal. It's a joke. It's a cute story. I get a letter from an organization called Giddy. Gastrointestinal distress during intercourse. <laughs> this is a large group of men who, when stressed, and particularly sexually stressed, suffer severe gastric discomfort, and they were moved, <clears throat> so to speak, by, by my sensitive portrayal, and would I come and address their membership? And I'm thinking, this is like some cosmic joke. I have sworn, sworn to reach out to my fellow man, and my fellow man is a bunch of chronic flatulators. I don't picturing guys in bed with women locked in passion sweet song and blowing off the sheets like the finale of the 1812 overture it's a, and i'm being asked to walk into an auditorium full of these guys somebody lights a cigarette i'm history the place is a powder cap thank you jason and now here's wonder I'm glad 
you're in a good mood because I'm glad to be here. I had a very harrowing experience yesterday. I had to make that annual visit to the gynecologist. Ew. Actually, it wasn't so bad. My doctor was getting old. His handshakes. <laughs> That's why we spend the entire day there. Um, actually, half the day. The other half, we go to the mall. <laughs> hack the jokes, hack jokes. Like to Girls like to shop. Girls like to shop. I have Does big hair. Girls like to shop. Wake up in the morning, go to the closet, and hate everything in there, and then realize you spent the night out at someone else's house. <laughs> I like to shop. I was in this store, and this girl grabs me at the cosmetic counter. I got very paranoid because she goes, you have to start using this cream. It's great when you start to lose your looks. This is like the one thing I wish they had a lost and found department for. See, guys don't have to worry when they start to lose their hair because they don't lose it. It starts growing into their scalp and out their nose. <laughs> then they just kind of comb it over and do that hair nose over the <laughs> It's very attractive. Um. <laughs> Oh, so uh, anyway, I have this little spandex dress on because my boyfriend bought it for me. Guys like these little spandex dresses, don't they? They're about... They're spandex, a girl just walked by on the street and her we whole ass was hanging out. Pancake mustard, it was a good ass. It was a belt. Yeah, she walked by, she had her whole ass hanging out. It was great. Was free that night, she had a little sunburn on her butt cheeks too, which meant she was at Dolores. My boyfriend's from, from New York and I'm from New Orleans, so there was a major cultural difference between the two of us. So when we fight, I put on the southern accent. I said, honey, down south we have a saying, men are like streetcars, another one comes along every five minutes. He said, yeah, honey, in New York we have a saying, women are like subways, you pay to get on and the whole ride, you live in fear. <laughs> Sure, the guys like that. This is an interesting room because everyone's so lit up. Night, um. But I am from New Orleans, and I know you're thinking I didn't go to college, but I did with this big blonde hair. You need a big blonde hair to get into the college that I went to. I, I didn't like school too much. I took some of those great courses like Lincoln, the man, and the car. Um, <laughs> But this is true, before moving out to Los Angeles to seek fame and fortune, I was a former Miss Louisiana. Thank you. <laughs> and I went to the Miss America pageant, and I came out 49th. Well, I would have come out 50th, but Miss Iowa couldn't get her tractor started for the talent competition. <laughs> you think it's easy to be in those pageants? It's not. You know what they do? They send you a manual on how to win. I got written instructions on how to wave properly. Elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist. Elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist. My little brother found the instructions and almost went blind. <laughs> portion of the pageant where they have the top 10 girls standing there, they actually asked Miss Arkansas to spell Mississippi. She said, well, is that the river or the state? <laughs> <laughs> then they get to Miss Texas. Those girls place every year. She goes, hi, I represent the Lone Star State. My name is Betty Lucille. I'm 22 and I am a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, Betty, that's why your diaphragm flew out in the middle of your tap dance. <laughs> it was a darn good talent, though. She retrieved it. <laughs> they got to me. I couldn't take it seriously. I said, hi, my name is Rhonda. I'm from New Orleans, which is also known as the Big Easy, and I think all you judges can vouch for that. <laughs> so let me ask no one knows by the diaphragm. how many people here great. are married. How many people by applause are single? 
so much hope. They always cheer. But you see, there's a lot of side benefits to marriage, like sex every night. <laughs> and occasionally your partner will join in. <laughs> see, I'm single, but we go through a lot of things for you guys. Like, for instance, we go out and buy those silky little teddies. Are these things comfortable to sleep in, ladies? You wake up in the middle of the night, that thing is strangling you like a noose around your neck. The panties have to be surgically removed. <laughs> and let's face it, in the middle of the day, we can look great, right? We can moose, we can quaff, we can hold over the end back. But in the middle of the night, we lose muscle control. What if he wakes up and catches us and our stomach is hanging over the edge of the bed? <laughs> then they call us up in the middle of the day and they want to talk sick to us from work because they think we're running around that little silky teddy all day. You know, maybe we're doing something else. Maybe we're out in the backyard. We've got mud on our face and hands. The phones are ring. So like, babe, uh, what do you have on right now? <laughs> oh, the usual way I water the garden, buck naked with a whip. <laughs> and why is it you guys, when you take off your socks, you sniff them? <laughs> Not just one, but the other one, too? Like, is it gonna get better or something like fine wine? What's the deal here? And this makes me paranoid. After we make love, I look in the mirror. I look terrible. He looks fantastic. I figured out it's because my makeup is all over his face. I looked down, his nipples were winking at me. They were my eyelashes. I won't even tell you where my Lee Press on nails were. Uh, <laughs> just to get dressed after they know us. They don't do this on a first date. Because what does it take for you guys to get dressed? You walk past some deodorant. You jump into anything that's standing in the closet. It takes a long time to get this, you know, this messed up look. <laughs> I mean, my boyfriend's walking past the bathroom. He's going, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I go, you're making me nervous. I'm not going. I look like a dog. He said, I don't care. Just grab the water bowl. I've got the leash. Let's go. <laughs> the man isn't to working out. Uh, and see, I don't believe that. I just wear those tight spandex jeans because those things will just like hold everything up and in to unzip them. Then out pops Orca, the killer whale. Then. <laughs> Actually, my jeans are kind of like some of the men that I dated. They're tight and they give me pain and suffering. And they shrink in cold water. Uh. <laughs> so you guys can motivate yourselves to work out, can't you? Guys can do that. They can put on their little earphones and go jogging down the street. Women have to be motivated. Like, I like to go to the gym and get behind the hottest looking chick there. You know, the one who looks like she's using her leotard to floss. <laughs> then I kind of meditate as I exercise. I hate this girl in front of me. I wish she'd fall and break her knee. Perfect breast and perfect butt. I know this chick's been liposucked. <laughs> Thank you so much. You guys are great. Yay, women are funny when they say stereotypical things and look super hot. Yay. She's great out there. Thank you, Rhonda. Uh, and now, here he comes. People Rich love ball. cake, but they like it better with frosting. Oh, Here's an ugly guy. To tell you what's all this business about all these postal workers going berserk jeez went to the post office the other day half the wanted posters are their employees <laughs> one of them was employee of the month <laughs> these guys get depressed because i can't get promoted past the mail room that's the only freaking room there is <laughs> oh man you know a friend of mine told me that if i got an aquarium and i watched the fish that could be very relaxing and i did that I notice there's always one fish with one of those little poop things hanging down. <laughs> and then the other fish tell him. When you got a friend with food on his face, you go, hey, pal. And none of these fish down there are going, hey, Louie. This is Bruce Bannon. 
and he has a big mustache. Going, hey, and look, really, Bowie's got one hanging, and he's talking to Karen. Oh. Really long hair, but oh, no hair on top of his head. Coming back to the table with toilet paper on your shoe. Try coming back while you're still dragging your business. You guys watch the Discovery Channel? The reason they call it the Discovery Channel is you watch it when you discover nothing else is on. <laughs> Yesterday I watched two rhinos mate for an hour and a half. Now all my pets think it's the All Animal Porno Network. <laughs> you guys read that new Kinsey sex survey that just came out? They found out that 42% of all women need less than 15 minutes of foreplay to become aroused. 48% need more than 15 minutes. Conversely, 97% of all men only needed to hear the words, come and get it. <laughs> He's also, he's like Tim Allen, he has the microphone in the stand know, and he's just moving around it. I don't know, is it me or does it seem that every time Michael Jackson gets a new body part, the less and less we see of Tito? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Tito? Props. You guys ever see these Shriner hats, these fezzes? You gotta figure thousands of years from now when they dig up our civilization, they're gonna think these are giant nipple tassels from alien strippers, huh? No one's gonna believe we wore these on our heads. Oh, man, I went to Victoria's Secret to get something for my wife. You guys been to a Victoria's Secret? Yeah. Yeah, nice place. Sales lady came over and asked if she could help. I told her, no thanks, I'm just sniffing. <laughs> well, I was. <laughs> but I got her those musical panties. Have you seen those? Those are cool. Embarrassing in public, because every time she crosses her legs, you hear a muffled version of Funky Cold Medina. <laughs> and the speakers keep sliding out. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. <laughs> Anybody here get married in Las Vegas? Boy, isn't that a romantic town? There is nothing like hearing a minister say you may now kiss the bride. And you get one free lucky pull. <laughs> uh, my wife's pretty kinky. I just got her those magic fingers for our bed. She disconnected nine of them. <laughs> I'm watching a commercial the other day. At the end of the commercial, it comes on, brought to you by the Chicken Advisory Board. What the hell do the chickens do that they need an advisory board? You got some guy in the pen going, I'm not telling you chickens, you gotta do this. Highly recommend it. Worst commercial by far. Have you seen the ones for disposable depend diapers for adults? Have you seen the ones on cable? They got two guys on the golf course. One guy goes, Murray, I gotta go to the clubhouse and go to the bathroom. The other guy goes, Phil, I pinched a loaf on the 13th. I can't remember the fact that diapers Still clean! Poop jokes! I love poop jokes. You gotta think thousands of years from now, when they dig up our civilization, they're gonna find these things and go, wow, look at the size of the babies these people were birthing. Whoa. Uh, you guys keeping up on, you know, Joe Camel, the smoking camel for camel cigarettes? Joe Camel? Yeah, they just found a lump in his hump. And, uh, bad news is they had to remove the lump and the hump. And the good news is now he's got a great gig as a llama. There you go. I gotta tell you, I wanna give everybody a little water saving tip because you never know when we're gonna be in the middle of another drought. First of all, everybody's shower head is about this high. If you lower your shower head just to here, you save all that water from here to here the entire time that you're taking a shower. And that's just simple physics. Talk about bad luck today, I bought a box of Rice Krispies with Tourette's syndrome. He goes, snap, crackle, you suckin', chuckin' piece of crap, pop. Uh, uh, just got one of those new rear wipers for my car, and it works great, but I'm telling you, you gotta sit just right. 
Anybody ever belong to a frat or sorority or belong to one now? <laughs> I never joined one. I'll tell you what, I went to about eight meetings. They were all exactly the same. Always some guy out front going, all right, welcome to our frat. Now, what does it mean to be in Sigma Nu? It means dignity and self-respect. And I hope you understand dignity and self-respect. Now, to get into our frat, you've got to ride this moose around campus naked with a jock strap on your head singing Whip It. <laughs> I can't believe some of these uh, companies, they let merge in the products they make. You guys know the company that makes Clorox, also makes kitty litter and barbecue sauce? You got the board sitting around one day going, you know, we already make bleaching kitty litter. Why the hell aren't we making barbecue sauce? <laughs> the guys bumping each other down in research. You just got bleach on the kitty litter. No, you got kitty litter on the bleach. Hey, put another shrimp on a Barbie. That's not too bad. <laughs> That was a Reese's joke that he didn't even ask. Who is this? Where'd this guy go? By the He's way, great. I was doing some musical research, and I found out it was actually white people that came up with rap music. Only they call it square dancing. <laughs> you guys keeping up on this Jeffrey Dahmer character, a guy that ate 17 people? Whew. I can understand one or two, but 17, you're eating just to eat. <laughs> Good Dahmer joke. They found those heads rotting in the refrigerator. That shouldn't happen. Those go in the crisper. <laughs> and they found a jar of testicles in his apartment. Can you believe that? A jar of testicles? Or it's like, hey, what are you eating for breakfast? Uh, nothing, honey. Oh, <laughs> shit. Thanks, Bruce. Bruce Bannon. B-A-N-N-I-N. Without glasses, as you may know me, glasses tonight so I can read and let you know who's here with us. This guy looks hey, like man, uh, what's going on? How are you folks doing? Where are you guys from? Oh, he that's looks great. like you know, uh, Bob Saget light. He looks like poor man's Bob Saget. Short man's Bob people Saget. People get mad, they sound as if they're being electrocuted. <laughs> Even if it's real low energy, it still sounds like low voltage, like... Main reason I'm 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 a little I'm a little unnerved tonight, a little strange. I'm missing my favorite show, Jeopardy. We have Jeopardy fans here tonight. My favorite show. I I, I are you good? Well, yeah, I guess so. Sure. I can watch the show. I can watch the show for two weeks, not know one damn answer. I just I'm very jealous of those guys that are the big winners. You know, the guys that come back week after week. You know, until you meet them, you're jealous until you meet. Uh, my name is Floyd Gockler. I'm assistant librarian here at Wyoming State University. I enjoy reading and picking things off myself. These are the big winners. And, uh, Alex Trebek can start to get you after a while. He's just a little, I just, I see him looking at his cuffs all the time. He just thinks he's a little too cute, doesn't he? You know, Alex, and he loves, he loves when you screw up. He loves when somebody makes a mistake because he's got those little cards in his hand, you know? He can tell you what's wrong. No, I'm sorry, Bob, the capital of Yemen is Sinai. <laughs> sure, like he knew, you take away the cards, he's blank as a blackboard. He's Chuck Woolery without the cards. <laughs> My dad loves uh, Jeopardy. My dad was great. As my dad got older, you know, you can tell, dad's pants go one of two directions. As they get older, they either go like this. <laughs> uh, what's that, honey? You know, somebody left the cap off the cheese whiz. <laughs> Case of my dad, just the opposite. He started getting older, the pants started creeping up on him. 
Up and up and up. By the time he was 65, he was just a belt and a head, you know? I don't need this baloney, buddy boy. I'll flip you like a cheese omelet, pal. That's right. Thank you, Jeff. Next on stage, John Fox. So, how many people think I look like Captain Kangaroo after a rough weekend? <laughs> You're a sensitive group, I'll tell you that right now. I'm bringing my girlfriend this week. We're at that stage of the relationship where you know it's over, but you hate to lose that stereo. <laughs> She's not that bright. She called me up yesterday. She said, John, the light bulb in the bathroom burned out. I don't know how to change it. I said, first, you fill the tub with water. <laughs> There's no answer. I like this guy. He's, he's self-deprecating oh, and weird-looking out the box. I like being a comic. Wasn't always a comic. Before I did this, I was a house painter for five years. Five years. <laughs> I didn't think I'd ever finish that house. <laughs> he's got the microphone in his hand. I like it. Hand on the stand. That's, I like I put my hands That was a rough gig. You got to remember a lot of drinks as a bartender. Not like a Western movie where a guy would walk in and only have two choices, whiskey or beer. Never heard John Wayne walk into a bar like, Oh, can you make a pink squirrel? <laughs> <laughs> Slippery nipples for everyone. <laughs> I like this guy. Orgasms for my partners. Make them doubles. Wow. <laughs> Who's John Fox? I've never heard of him. He's at the punchline somewhere. I like Western movies. I wouldn't want to be born in the Western days, though. Doctors really weren't that hip. They didn't know what you had. They just diagnosed as a cold. <laughs> hey, Doc, I went out with Mary Lou last week. I got blisters all over my lips. <laughs> Looks like you got a cold. <laughs> Herpes is always funny. Hey, Doc, I went out with Mary Lou a month ago. Take a look at this sore puffed up song. <laughs> Looks like you got a bad cold. Get the hell out of my office, mister. Don't touch that door now. Get the hell out of here. That happened once with Dennis. Dennis was like, you have mad herpes. I can't Every do Western movie you've ever like, seen, oh, a lady has a baby on the prairie. Always that one cowboy takes charge. He goes, all right. But he's a soap, some rags, some buckets of hot water. She gonna have the baby here? <laughs> no, we're gonna wash the truck and take her to town. <laughs> I salute you women for having babies. Let's face it, if men had babies, there wouldn't be any. <laughs> That's right, girls. Think guys did that thing once a month? That'd be a drag on fellas. <laughs> Imagine carrying a tampon in your wallet. <laughs> wouldn't fit, would they? <laughs> well, either just got paid or he's having his period. I don't know. <laughs> the weird thing about this is that the audience is completely oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> it, it feels I can't weird. believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys have to call in sick for work and stuff. <laughs> hey, Bubba. Today. 
Down flowing. With men at their period, but um, 25 years ago, still funny. Oh, goodness. Like a freaking river around flowing. <laughs> Been on the eating pad all night long. Next is Norm McDonald. Oh, Doris, God. Would you just leave me alone? a camouflage shirt, put it in a closet, and I can't find that nowhere. <laughs> Sunday's my favorite day of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Sunday, Sunday's the day you get out of bed, boom, you go straight to the couch. <laughs> you don't brush your teeth. You don't comb your hair. <laughs> you just lay there and scratch. <laughs> Eat a pickle for breakfast. <laughs> Wash it down with a cold beer. <laughs> Find something to scratch. <laughs> Walk around your underwear like your dad. Where's the TV guy? your dad scratch his backside. So he's that look in his eyes like he found something new. <laughs> Modern remote control. <laughs> Here, wake up Sunday morning, them Saturday night, Ninja hangovers. <laughs> God, you wake up with like no two hairs in your head pointing in the same direction. <laughs> your hair's got that I've been screwing against the headboard look. <laughs> your eyeballs have a heartbeat of their own. <laughs> your mouth tastes like you've been drinking hot dog water. <laughs> gets to the finish line, stops, turns around, and goes, after you! <laughs> Next race, put money on a horse called Illegal Alien. <laughs> I know that sucker can run. <laughs> he got beat by Border Patrol. <laughs> I like to gamble, boys and girls. I'm gonna gamble. I wanna gamble on something they have a chance of winning. Now, you seen this commercial, the girls come out and compare their hands for cash. These are my hands. These are my mom's. She's 30 years older. I'll bet you can't tell. <laughs> If we're gonna bet, pop out those hooters. I'll tell you who's who. I'll go you double or nothing on those jokers. 
I saw my grandmother's once. <laughs> like a couple bananas that went bad. <laughs> you don't laugh, guys. In your 50, your thing looks the same way. You don't believe me. That's this man right here, that's it. You didn't try to do one the first day, did you? <laughs> I got an aunt that weighs 500 pounds. She went to a fat farm to give her a blue ribbon. <laughs> she got on scales at one at a time, please. One at a time. <laughs> Thanksgiving Day, she had dinner for six hours. She said, I think I'm going to walk this meal off. <laughs> she said, call me when you get to Cuba. <laughs> World. I don't think it's fair. I think overweight people are just as beautiful as thin people, huh? Yeah! Maybe not. <laughs> I'm jogging the other day. I see these two people jog by me, slim, trim. They look great. I hate their guts. <laughs> Keep the rhythm to sing this Diet Cola song. They're like, and I'm drinking Diet Cola, and it shows. I think it's about time overweight people had a theme song, too. But they can sing while they're shopping. In between the aisles, just feeling good. <laughs> about myself. Candy section. I cleared the shelf. <laughs> Ate a pizza. Drank a milkshake. And it's show. Good night, guys. You did great. Thanks, John. And now, here comes Norm McDonald. Oh, thanks. How are you guys doing? All right? The weirdest show I ever saw. Ever see the dating game? That's a weird show. The prize on the dating game, another contestant. Talk about cheap, you know, they chuck you somebody else. And they always do the same thing on the dating game. They get a beautiful girl, match her up with three big geeks. You know? <laughs> Last week they had a guy, I was like a crazy guy, loony bin, psycho, wingnut, crazy guy. You can tell by the way they introduce him, you know, they go, bachelor number two is a shadowy lurking character. From no fixed address, please welcome. Guy comes shambling into the studio, well thumb copy of Catcher in the Rye sticking out of his back pocket area. And then they made the girls ask those questions. They always be laced with sexual innuendo, you know? Girl gotta go, bachelor number two, if I were a popsicle. What would you do to me then? What? That's what it says in the card here, something about a popsicle. And then the guy goes, well, if you were a popsicle, huh? Well, first of all, I guess I'd uh, take your wrapper off. If you know what I mean. Then I'd grab a hold of your sticks. If you know what I mean. Then I'd press you against the counter till you're broken too. But put half you in the freezer till later. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, 
You understand what I'm getting at there? I... Crazy guy that turned out to be. Yeah, but everything's expensive, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man, I wanted to buy this dog. You should have seen his dog. This guy wanted to sell me a dog in the store. It was $600, this dog. Can you believe it? $600 for a dog? No transition oh, like a professional. I was looking to pay, you know, a, a buck. <laughs> I just wanted a bargain dog, a nice discount dog, a cheap, off-the-rack kind of dog, any kind of... Show me to your bin of dogs, my good man, I said to the guy. But this guy says, no, he says, he says why don't you buy this dog? He says, this, it's 600 bucks, this dog, but he says, this dog is a pit bull. He says, this dog will protect your valuables. You know? And I don't even have anything very valuable, you know. So I, I buy the pit bull, that would be the most valuable thing I have. Oh, they all love Norm MacDonald. I'm sorry, I've never... I'd have to buy something to protect it then, you know. I, it's, it's because he has the yeah, shopping for Wolverines the next day there. No. Wait to sit up there. Show me something like in a Timberwolf if you could. Makeup. He has makeup on. No, you don't want a dog like that. Kay. I want a dog do things for me, you know? Fetch my slippers and things like that. You know? Pibble won't do that. I say, hey, Pibble, fetch my slippers. You know, Pibble goes, I could kill you, pal. <laughs> I'm a Pitbull. Don't you read the papers or anything? I. I don't fetch slippers, I fetch people. That's all I I could fetch you a guy. That's the best I could do. Maybe be wearing some slippers. <laughs> How about I bump a guy off around bedtime? How about that? You go all right then. Fair I enough. I've never liked Norm McDonald. Boy, those dogs will kill you fast, too, man. Just they rip your throat out. That's what Pitbull does. He goes, ha! Rips your throat out, and you die. And uh, you die before he hits you. Dog be in the air, you go, I think I'll have a heart attack. When I was a kid, it was a Doberman. That was a mean dog when I was a kid. And they'd rip your throat out, too, but they'd give you a little, you know, head start. Cheekbones. That's all I can see. Doberman, see on the street. Is that your house over there? Blush and yeah. cheekbones. And there's a woman in the thing shaking her head like, I don't get it. I know, lady. I don't get it either. I don't get it. Why are those so I, You don't even see Dobermans around anymore. You know, that because Pitbulls have all the work now. They're the big dog. Dobermans, once in a while you see him on a street corner, you know? I Sad. hate Norm MacDonald. I'm sorry. Park I'm going to talk about it during a second. I'm totally somebody, bored hey. by him. There's, this is from 96, too. This is before he even... I'm this a is probably man. Hey. during SNL when he was boring as got fuck. And they're like, I love Norm MacDonald. I love Norm... I don't get it. I'm sorry. I don't... He was okay on Adam Sandler's, like, yeah, oh, they're all going to laugh get at you. I don't killer sort of dogs. When I buy a dog, I always try to buy a dog that, you know, if he goes berserk, I can take him. I got to... I like to be able to beat up my dog if I have to. <laughs> I got a, I got a wiener dog. You know, I got one of those. <laughs> wiener dog can't rip your throat out, you know. You step on the punchlines, you dumb. Unless you're lying down, you know what I mean about the There's lots of million rights dumb books that everybody reads. You'd have to be lying down sleeping, and the wiener dog sneak up late at night, start nibbling at your throat there. What's the book about? Fake autobiography. Oh, wake up. Oh, get away from me. He talks about that. how like he stalked Sarah Silverman. That's the most entertaining part Where of my vein back there. That's my vein you got. I, well, I read the whole book and I was so angry at the end of it. I was like, why? Does this get to be a bestseller? Fucking bullet thing. Oh, everyone loves Norm Macdonald. He's oh, so alt. Oh, no, his book. Hey, you got a wiener dog over there, huh? 
Who's bestseller for men? You can still look up Norm Macdonald's dumb book. Okay, listen. That's the end. And everyone's sort of like, oh, Liz, didn't say anything. I learned about dogs, Barry. But everyone thinks I'm funny. I I don't know everyone's cracking. Good, good, good for you. And now, here's Paul Rodriguez. People that you respect. I'm a Mexican. Just like the kind that make you mad on the freeway. Double down on the racist tropes. Yeah, 1996, baby. And, and we understand the situation. Our cars only go 35 miles an hour. Yours would too if you had 40 Mexicans in the trunk. People get upset right there behind you. Beep, beep, damn it, move, move. We gotta go to work. We don't have no works to go to. <laughs> Which leads me into Reaganomics. Yeah? From the Chicano perspective, Mexicans, we like Ronald Reagan. We don't like his policies, but we can identify with his hairdo. <laughs> he goes it back, puts plenty of pomade. That's enough to get the Hispanic bold. So good man, Reaganomics. Ronald Reagan and his programs. I'd like to thank him, because I'm here under the CETA program for Hispanic comedians. <laughs> but you're sitting there wondering, how do you know that I'm a Mexican? Well. Here's proof, tortillas. Yeah! Double down on the racist tropes. Tortilla in the pocket gang. This is America. When I tell you I'm a Mexican, don't misunderstand me. I'm American. And it's great to be American, and so are all of you. Ethnic groups is what made America the unique nation in the world. Where else but in America could a Mexican girl date an Irish guy, drive a Japanese car to a Chinese restaurant, come back and be arrested by a black cop? Yeah! That's a script, baby. And that's how you write a joke. And rocks as people come. And if you are gonna be arrested, do it in Los Angeles. Because <laughs> here the police are polite and courteous. Is he mic'd? When they pull you well, over, he's using they the say, mic. Please. No, he's just using. Courteous. He has the Does mic the in the stand. Because that was really good pickup. Well, he walked away from the mic. He kept his mouth by it, though. He like kept as he like sure, walked around the mic. Sure, like. here and there. It's quite understandable. But the police are courteous because when they pull you over, they say, please, please pull over. Makes us feel like we got a choice. <laughs> like we can say, no, thank you, officer. <laughs> I don't have time to chit chat with you right now. Next up, Chris Rock. Because I'm drunk. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm always getting stuff. I was born 96, a suspect. You know that? Exactly. Well, no, the, uh, no, the all of the clips that they've been using are from 81 through like 97, but this was compilated in 2001. So this is all like super old sets all kinds of people. And it's a five CD set. The fifth CD sadly isn't included in it because this was found, I think, on the street. But so there's, I have the first four CDs. That was the banger. The fifth one had Adam Sandler for the second time, which was exciting. We might, I might put in the disc three for Adam Sandler, and then what are we doing at eight o'clock? Stand up better than his movies. Are you saying that Adam Sandler's movies aren't amazing? Did you not cry and click? Did you not cry like a baby? Jack and Jill, I did see, and I enjoyed it very much. My son or my lost son? I don't know the my lost son. I did love Jack and Jill though because it was Adam Sandler being his weird lady voice, and and it made me cry because he loved his sister at the end, which was his twin, which was himself. 
It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. That's what my mother Whenever said. Whenever I'm in defense of But we like to keep Adam up to the times here, so we do. We cut a tortilla like course. this. We got Chicano Pac-Man. Also, it's by a lot of big people walking. And, uh, he just turned a tortilla into a Pac-Man. We just yes, missed that. Yes, like, that was Mexican, a prop. That was nice. But it could have happened to you. That in his pocket? He, was, he pulled it out of his pocket earlier. He put it down. He used it again. He's the second. He used it twice. But he broke it the second time and made it into a Pac-Man. Up and down my unemployment check. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where, ladies and gentlemen, if you've got if you've got a fun huh? accent, use it. Right? If you guys. can they be went to school for this. Chicano, fucking use the fun voice. If you're a Desi comedian and you can do the fucking Indian accent, fucking do it, yo. I I mean, whatever voice. I'm from East Los around. Angeles, and of course. You've heard the news. It's a violent place. There's a He's lot of good people there, but there's bad people everywhere. Because that's Chicano the way things are. I don't know. Flavor. But I used to be in the baddest gang of them all in East LA. I belong to the like warlords. This range. Like I'll give your cameras Ooh, back, okay? Let's see how he brings yeah, the audience back. Everybody booed him for a second. Jewish gang across the tracks. They were the landlords. <laughs> He turned an ooh into a capital. Look at that. There's a Jewish person in the back. Some Jewish people, don't be offended. My father is half Mexican, half Jewish. He's a migrant stockbroker. <laughs> and when we have Passover, we serve the manachevis for everybody here. Hip joke. Thank you very much. Huh? What can I tell you? This is my attire. This is my pants. And these are... We wear baggy pants. Caucasians always asking us. Why do you Chicanos wear such baggy clothes? <laughs> well, it facilitates shoplifting. <laughs> I can He's get a color TV set in this sucker right here. Pleated front pants, it is 1996. We can transfer life into other things. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of people here, especially in California, who defend different animals. Don't kill the whales, save the seals. But no one is talking about our best friend, Las Cucarachas. <laughs> You know why I admire cockroaches? Because they are survivors. After the Russians bomb us, we bomb them. Roaches shall inherit the earth. Because you can kill them. The thing I love about cockroaches is that they are so... They fit in. They blend in wherever they are. Also, he's kept the they microphone in the, the stand the whole time. They take up the ethnicity of whoever's house they live in. The roaches in my apartment are Chicanos. You can tell. It's usually joke workshop, so we might as well break it down, right? But like, when he's, so he's doing act out and he chooses to leave they it in the stand. They write their names on your refrigerator. Well, he's projecting. He's projecting to the room. And they obviously have roommates around, so if he can project, he can project. Because all of that boils down to the point I'm trying to make. You know what he's making? Is that here we are, and we've got no choice but to get along. Because in every race, God put brilliant people and put stupid people and put pretty people and put ugly people. And ugliness is a statistic. <laughs> Look around, there's some here. How many people here are ugly and know it? <laughs> I guess you want me to point you out, huh? Christmas. Statistics are that one out of every six people on earth is ugly. So what we can so say is because he has a microphone still on the stand, this is, this is a testament to They're the sound looking, person well, because everything can be heard. So Thank good on you. All right, Thank our you, last Jack. comedian and, uh, on this. Chris oh, my God, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. So what's up? 
Look at his hair, kid and play. So perfect. I'm wearing a leather street. jacket. Uh. So this prostitute. Asked her how much. She said three hundred dollars. I'll do anything you want. I said, bitch, paint my house. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone out of the stand. <laughs> so I had a lot of jobs before I got into comedy, man. I used to work at McDonald's. I used to work at McDonald's making minimum wage. You know what it means when somebody pays you minimum wage? You know what they're trying to tell you? It's like, hey. If I could pay you less, I would. <laughs> Bust against the law. A lot of people want to get rid of the minimum wage. Stupid. You know what would happen if there was no minimum wage? Nobody would get paid money. People would be like, so what you make this week? Yeah, a can of spam and a toenail clip. <laughs> so a big election year this year, man. Big election. You know what I hate about election years? They always put down women as a minority. So it's like blacks, Hispanics, and women. Don't women outnumber everybody? So how can you be a minority if you outnumber everybody? That's impossible, man. There's a lot of women out there, man. There are more women than roaches, okay? <laughs> a lot of women. When you think about real hard, women should rule the world. You're smarter than us. Yay, yay. Thanks, Chris Rock. You're more mature than us. You outnumber us. You live longer than us, but you don't rule the world. You know why? Because we can knock you out. <laughs> Misogyny is always funny. It's the bottom line, man. Education don't mean nothing. Nothing. You could have a million dollars in the bank, be the head of IBM. There's a guy, a little guy, right now working at a gas station that can't read or speak English that could beat the mess out of you, all right? <laughs> Margaret Thatcher, the most powerful woman in the world, I will kick her ass. <laughs> now, I'm a little guy, but I'll beat Margaret up in a minute. I like women. My mother's a woman. That helps. Uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of difference between men and women. One big difference, women are attracted to fame. A lot of women will sleep with an ugly, famous guy just because he's famous. And they go, well, I don't like him because he's famous. He's got that certain something. Weinstein. That million dollars. That's what that something is. <laughs> like, Mick Jagger gets laid all the time. If Mick Jagger drove a cab, he'd be the ugliest man in the world. <laughs> Women are into that. Men don't care anything about fame. You know, I never heard a man in my whole life go, you know that Roseanne is hot, man. Oh. Roseanne is hot. Come on, bro. Drugs. I don't get high, man. I don't do any drugs whatsoever, which is kind of like a handicap nowadays. You realize when you don't get high, everything you do wrong is completely your fault. <laughs> it's all your fault, man, because there's no rehab for stupidity, okay? Delayed clockwork. Thank you, Chris Rock, motherfuckers. I remember I crashed my father's car. He came into the police precinct. He's like, was it drinking? Was it smoking? I said, no, sir, your son's an idiot. <laughs> I, I hate drugs. I hate, like, athletes on drugs. I think athletes on drugs should be punished more severely than everybody else because they're role models. And kids follow their role models. And these kind of kids, oh, don't be like Dwight Gooden. Be like me. What does a kid see? The kid sees Dwight Gooden driving by the Mercedes Benz while you're waiting for the number four bus, right? <laughs> commercials to stop kids from using drugs, but who do they use? Drug addicts. Yeah, that's real smart. Yeah, that's kind of like using a bunch of diabetics in a Snickers commercial. <laughs> yeah, when I bite into a Snickers, I go blind. <laughs> <laughs> Just one rib. A lot of drugs. <laughs> why? One Cops rib. pay it off, that's why. 
cops are very much paid off. Cops always say, we're looking for drugs. We're trying to find drugs like they're so hard to find, okay? You know, if a cop can't find drugs and a 14-year-old high school dropout can't, what does that tell you, okay? <laughs> okay, when you see a Mercedes Benz in front of an abandoned building, drugs ain't too far, all right? <laughs> you see a heliport on top of a liquor store, all right? A report on top of a liquor store. It's what's happening right now. Send me my white claw, bitch. <laughs> Come to me by oh, flying fox. I was in South Africa the other day. <laughs> oh, was it Boston? <laughs> Did something happen in Boston in 96? What happened? I don't care. All right, so. <laughs> you know what I noticed in life? White guys have quality, dirty magazines. White guys have Playboy and Penthouse and Hustler. You know what black guys have? Players Magazine, the lowest, dirtiest, nastiest magazine on the face of the earth. The Never pictures aren't even in focus. That's how bad it is, okay? Never heard of it. You, you get Playboy, the girls are posed players off sexy, magazine. they're happy, they're just happy, they're naked. You get Players, the girls are mad, they're like. You get Playboy, the girls, they're airbrushed. You don't see any marks whatsoever. You get players, you see like the stretch marks from the eight kids she had. <laughs> see a bullet wound in her behind. <laughs> Yo, thanks a lot. I'm out here. Chris Rock, everyone. Chris Rock. Laughing out loud. That was uh, 8194 outtakes from the Comedy Improv. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm gonna switch the CD and, and we'll be right back with uh, more strange comedy until we get bored. Disc three loading. Disc three is really exciting for me because it has Adam Sandler on it. Really, Adam Sandler. And here's that same warning that if you try to pirate anything, God help you. Federal law provides civil, s severe civil criminal penalties. You're going to jail if you play this. If but you do this. Because we are on Mutiny Radio and we're doing artistic stuff on top of it, it's not a big deal. So you are, if you're listening, you're at the end of Joe Workshop. We're just about to go into, I don't even know what's next. It doesn't matter. Hour three. Hour, hour three here of comedy. We're learning. It's funny because I never watch professional comedy, but I'll watch old stuff. I have a problem with that. Yeah. Because uh, it's just things now. But this is someone else's compilation. If they put this in front of our focus group, 
Okay, so this is Disco Out Loud, America's Funniest Out Loud. Featuring classic comedy performances Me, by Benjamin and and hanging out. Oh, dear Lord. Who's going to be the unknown comics going to be on this? Steve McGrew. Oh, yeah. The legendary Wid. Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. And Jeff. Yeah. Jeff. That is the truth. I am from the South. Anybody else from the South? Look All how right, cute he is. See, that's something I've learned. I've learned traveling the country. If one thing, it's hard to be cool with a Southern accent. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, because like other people, like like New Yorkers, New Yorkers can come down south, you know, they just try to fit right in. It's like, yo, pass the freaking grits, y'all, all right? And people are screaming, why? You can't do that with a southern accent. You, you could take a southerner to a new beach on the French Riviera, we'd be out there going, damn, this looks like a good place to fish here. Ed, bring the cooler, I found a spot. Yeah. Going up to naked women. Hey, you don't know where we pick up some red wigglers, do you? <laughs> but enough about me. How about y'all? By, by applause, how many of you are single? How many single people we have here tonight? Jeff Fox really like to now and wearing a bolo tie. All right, now, how many of you are married? Should be the rest of you. No, it's hard to think at that point. And you can tell that this is definitely See, from the 80s because and, of the and, hair. And I don't think people even single audience. people realize yes. this, but but married people love to work at the same place you him, work. Because you're entertainment to us. Is he timeless? See, he looks like Zach Wiseman. Zach Wiseman that is You staggering into work wearing <laughs> the same thing you had on yesterday. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe a little gravel and carpet fuzz on the back of it. look like Jeff Fox That's insane. That's hilarious. Oh, my God. The top of your hand covered with ink stamps. Yeah. So much better than Jeff Fox. Well, that's your job when you're single. Your job is to go out and raise hell at night. When I was single, it was my job. I was good at it, too. Yeah. I could stay out late. And you know you're out too late because you come home and there's like two white guys boxing on ESPN. Oh, <laughs> the girl with the good hair is laughing. Oh boy, act out like you carry. Damn. If you learn nothing else tonight, folks, if white guys are boxing, get your butt in the bed, okay? It's not quality entertainment. Oh, I used to come wow. in like that. Hell, I'd, I'd stagger in there to my bedroom, grab the covers on my bed, pull them back. I'd put one leg in there, the alarm clock would go off, I'd turn it off, pull that leg back out, and go, hell, that didn't take long. Gonna be a bad day at work today, boy. Everybody's had at least one day like that? Where you felt so bad you couldn't make it to work? And you had to call them. Remember that dreaded phone call? The one you practiced before you actually made it? Yeah. I am very sick. I think it's the one-day flu. Oh, the whiskey flu, bitch. And half the time I'd call them, I'd just tell them the truth, you know? Hello, boss? I'm sorry, but I will not be able to come to work today because I cannot find my clothes. <laughs> well, I appreciate your concern, but I think if I find my house, they'll be near there. Single life is tough. And you ever notice this? They're like single people always have He's the best funny. sex stories too, don't they? Yeah. And we know this because they share them with everybody. <laughs> you know somebody like this. You, you see them in the yeah. break room at work, you know, saying things like... Well, he's got a lot of energy, at least. So there I was. 
He's like at least committing to something. Tied up to her bed. Had motor oil smeared all over my body. She came in the bedroom with a saddle and a set of jumper cables. See, married people just can't compete with this, you know? It's like, what are we gonna come back with? Well, you know, last night, M Marge was vacuuming in her good robe. <laughs> she went down to get underneath the sofa. I thought, hell, I can watch Bonanza anytime. <laughs> but we, I love being married. I found out something from being married. Girls, sometimes you'll ask us guys questions, and, and there's not a right answer we can possibly give you. I, my wife will say this to me, honey, I want you to tell me if I start getting fat. I always go, all right, you tell me if I start getting retarded. Using the R, the hard R. Well, don't even ask this, girl. See, men like to sleep indoors, all right? There's not a guy in his right mind gonna tell his girl she's getting fat. Your girl can weigh 3,000 pounds. You'd be going, you got a real tight butt tundra, I swear you do. But at least women worry about this. Because men, we don't give a damn if we get fat. No, Never seen a fat Jeff guy at the bowling alley going, Hey, Chuck, is my figure unattractive? <laughs> Do me a favor, watch my butt when I bowl. Tell me if it jiggles. <laughs> Girls, don't ask this one. A night like tonight, you're in public somewhere where you got, don't tap him on the shoulder, point to another woman and go, honey, do you think she's pretty? I always go, Lord, no, I hate blondes with big, firm breasts. I feel lunch coming up. I'm sick as a dog here. But I do like Mary Lane. My wife and I, we've been trying to have a kid for about six months, I guess, and she's not pregnant yet, but I figure if you gotta be a failure at something, all this is about as much fun as anything, so. <laughs> But my wife is concerned nothing's happened. She called one of these fertility clinics. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And in talking to these people, they told her, they said, well, it's easier to check men than it is women, so send your husband down first. And I am not doing cartwheels about this decision. But I told you, a friend of mine had been through it. He said, Jeff, it's not a bad deal. He said, you go down there. He said, they give you a little cup and a, a Playboy book. He said, you take them off in a little room and just do what you're good at, you know? And I was thinking, well, hell, I hope it's an issue I don't have, you know? Because that would be embarrassing. Do you have another month? This isn't doing anything for me here. <laughs> Some with a redhead if you got it, yeah. Oh, there's a redhead in the audience. So I was real nervous, but I went to this place about three weekends ago. I'm That's down there, nice. and I'm waiting out in the lobby. The nurse calls me in, and she just hands me a cup. No book, just a cup. And I'm bumming. I figured I paid for the book. I want the dang thing, you know? But I took the cup because I, I got a real good imagination. I went off in the little room they gave me, and you know, did what I was supposed to do. And then I waited a few minutes because I didn't want to look like a circus freak, you know, when I came back out. <laughs> so I got my cup, I'm walking back down the hall. I found the nurse, I handed her the thing. She said, we don't do that here. We just need a urine sample. Oh, Thank you look at that much. turn. And that's when he ended on that Great. He built it up and he actually Next made me laugh at the end. Yay. <gasps> Next is Adam Sandler. Next is Adam Sandler. Yay. I'm from New York. And uh, my last uh, 
Last day in New York was kind of weird. I had a cab driver acting peculiar. We were driving along, me and a cab driver, and he, he killed a dog on the way. Uh, he didn't hit the dog with a car. He just got out and stabbed the dog. He, 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 uh, he hacked it apart. And uh, that was, the first thing I thought was no tip. You know, I'm not going to tip this guy, you know? Not because he killed the dog, just because 30 cents clicked in the meter while he was doing it, you know? And I don't get that kind of bread right now. I don't have that kind of money, you know, not yet. I will someday, I'm sure, but right now I don't. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good-looking girls here tonight, huh? Holy boy. All right, easy. All right, the girls, uh, girls, uh, I don't like, good-looking girls kind of intimidate me a little. I get nervous talking to them. I saw this cute girl on the street today. I was with my friend. I said, boy, I wish I could ask her out, but I don't know what to say. My friend said, just ask her out. The worst she can say is no. So I asked her out, and she said, get away from me, you loser. And, uh, I was kind of like, I, I think you broke the rules there, huh? And, um, yeah, now, don't get me wrong, I do okay with the chicks. I got a cute girlfriend now, anorexic girl. Uh, actually, I've been seeing less and less of her, but... Uh, hold on, hold on. No. No, no, I, uh, no, I do all right. You know, I, got, I really do have a girlfriend now, and uh, she, uh, it's terrible. She's an English major in school, and she's smart, and I'm, you know, I'm not too swift, and it's kind of off-balance, the whole relationship. You know, she says these words to me, like, you know, uh, um, your slightest touch propels me into a universe of passion where you rule benevolently over all my emotions. And I'm like, uh, you got great jugs. Yeah. <laughs> I like them, you know, when you walk and they bounce. <laughs> I like that, how they bounce, you know, you don't even know they're doing it, but they're bouncing. I like, it's, it's cool the way that works. Yeah. Adam Sandler's like 22 uh, here. This I'm is not great. that dope. You know, I'm not, I mean, I finished a big book the other day, 421 pages. That's a lot of coloring, you know, when you think about it there. I, uh, <laughs> I had crayon cramp for a while, a little crayon cramp, but I, you know, I went through with it. I did it. You know. I'm away from home. I am away from home. It's horrible being away from home. I talk to my father a lot on the phone. He's always like, uh, marry a girl with the same belief as the family. That's a big thing. Marry a girl with the same beliefs. I'm like, Dad, why should I marry a girl who thinks I'm a schmuck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Megan. Aunt Faye, I got an Aunt Faye. She's kind of a, she's an old lady. She's got a big mouth on her. Very ugly lady, big mouth. I don't like it that much. She's got a, very large. She could smoke a Duraflame log. She got like a big, huge mouth. But uh, she's got a big mouth. I don't like it that much. But uh, she always gives me words of wisdom a lot. You know, like a cantaloupe is bigger than a lampshade, but you can't use a doorknob as a toaster. You know. You know, I live by that. You know, she's older. She's older. She's been around the block. She knows what she's saying. You know. You gotta listen to. You know. You gotta listen to your elders. My grandmother's an old lady. She always says the same thing to me, too. My grandmother, she says, I am old, but if I had a chance to relive my life, I wouldn't change a thing. I have no regrets. That's a little stupid. I'm 22 now. I think I changed a few things. Like, when I was 15, I fell down a flight of stairs. I think I'd hold on to the handrail next time. You know? <laughs> he's 22. I was right when I said he's nothing. My grandmother's... Uh, uh, deaf in both ears, so we bought her two hearing aids, and she kept putting them both in the same ear. So she's deaf over here. She's got like bat-like hearing over here. <laughs> Did somebody say nursing home? <laughs> also, uh, she wears glasses, you know, to see far away. Then when she reads, she doesn't need them anymore. She takes them off, puts them on top of her head, forgets they're up there. She's got like 14 pairs lined up in her head. <laughs> and, uh, she lives down in Florida. Every time she goes outside, a little fire starts in her head. 
haven't been feeling well lately. Been a little sick. I'm all right, though, thanks. I'm feeling a little better. When I'm sick, my mother's always telling me, drink liquids, drink liquids. That's a big thing. I think she's right, you know, because every time I drink a solid, I choke. I, uh, I was drinking a steak the other night, and I found it to be very uncomfortable, you know? I was going, oh. It's a big steak, you know? I should have chewed it. should have chewed it. I lived in New Hampshire for a while, and I'm Jewish. Um, being Jewish in New Hampshire was kind of difficult, you know? A lot of the kids started trouble. Some of the kids, anti-Semitic, used to throw pennies at me. But uh, I saved those pennies. And uh, <laughs> now I have my own business. <laughs> and I make them all work for me. <laughs> and I make them call me Mr. Boss Man. <laughs> Being Jewish in a non-Jewish town was the worst. Yeah, I played in the church league basketball. And uh, I was on St. Catherine's. And uh, the only Jew on the team, every time I walked nights. out on the court, they'd blow the whistle, foul! I was like, I didn't do anything. You killed Jesus. <laughs> All right, folks, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the show. Yay! I'm so glad he talked about the basketball at the end, because Eight Crazy Nights is all about basketball, which is silly. Janine Garoppolo! Oh, my Good. God, look at her! Okay, look at that dress. Jump right That's so 1997. Okay. Uh, about two weeks ago, I turned 26, which is really so Whoa. unlike me. <laughs> but just to add to my feelings of uh, melancholy and underachievement on that day, I got my purse stolen. So naturally, yeah, thanks. So naturally, I felt uh, I had to embellish on my insurance claim as is the law and everybody has to do it. I was like, yeah, I had a lot of money in there and some jewelry. Portable CD player, pair of skis. <laughs> Silver goblet, 14th century, things of that nature. <laughs> and as usual, my bank, God love them, bent over backwards not to help me out, which is really nice. I think I have that same thing. And how am I going to get tough with them? What am I going to say to them? How, I've had it, but, but what do I say? Hey, look, pal, I'll take my $14 right out of this bank. <laughs> can under my bed. What do you think about that? <laughs> Not much. So anyway, let's see what else is going on. And my airline, okay, I took the red eye recently to New York City. And I decided I didn't want to take that, so I called them up to get a little assistance. You know, I paid $620. You'd think I could get a little assistance. But apparently, I discovered I had purchased the immutable fascist, you can just sit in your seat and shut your hole ticket. That's what I have. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know I had that, but I did. So that was really nice, you know. And they like pick up the phone. Hi, this is Donna. How can I help you? Well, fine. Why don't you do that? Why don't you help me? Why don't you just, if, if you're not gonna, then just say what you mean. Hi, this is Donna. Give it a rest, man. Do you, do you have something else to do? Because, you know, I know I do. <laughs> All right, bye. This, this being your comedy phone here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if I was doing improv sketches, I would hold the phone thusly. But I'm not, I'm doing stand-up. Here you go. Um, you hey, okay, so anyway, then, you know, after that whole debacle's over, I, I figure I'm gonna get myself a little frock for the show. I'm gonna get a little thing for the show. So I go to one of those hipper-than-thou boutiques, you know, on in West Hollywood, you know, where whatever's in fashion then, you'll pay too much money for it, and then it'll be out of style by the time Jack Hay brings on the next act. That'll, that way, that's what that would be. So I go in there, and the obligatory hip oriental behind the counter was really mean to me. 
was really mean to me. And which, which brings us to the philosophical question, exactly how hip do you have to be? And this, look at me, look at me. I have dyed my hair black, okay? I have the matte red lips. I have powdered down my face to that smooth, cadaver-like finish that is so popular. Yes, I admit it, anorexia continues to elude me. But, but I have tattoos, three of them, you know? And you would think that bodily mutilation would give an eating disorder a real run for its money. You know what I mean? But apparently not, so. A little bit about me, okay. Uh, as, as was mentioned earlier, I was born and raised in New Jersey. Um, thank you, thank you. you I left my house thing? when I was 17, and that is about 56 in dysfunctional family years. That's what that is. <laughs> You know, every year we just pile in the car, vacation, drive 80 trillion miles just to prove we can get along in any setting and pay for it too, which is nice. And I, I came across this photo, and uh, I don't know what you're gonna think about this, in the photo album recently, and... <sighs> All right, um, there's a picture of my mom, like pregnant to here, cigarette dangling, mowing the lawn, right? <laughs> and then there's my sister in an overturned playpen with a rock on top of it. Wait, it gets better. And then there's, there's me. My mom claims whenever she put me down when I was little, I would just take off running. Don't know why, you know? But so there's, okay, my little incarcerated sibling. And then there's me tied to a tree with a jump rope. See what I'm saying? I'm tied to a tree, like little suburban hostages, you know? It's just, now see, that's either really funny or it's not. And therein lies the rub, you know? And here I am, so, and, uh, so I figured, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get away from you crazy people and I'm gonna grow up and go to LA and hang out with actors and comedians because they're a lot more mentally stable. <laughs> and, and that's what happened. Have you ever had the misfortune of hanging out with actors and comics? Man, talk about not connecting with anyone ever, ever. I, I, haven't, I haven't had anybody listen to a word I've said since uh, 1986, I don't think. And, now they're just waiting for you to finish your mouth moving so they can jump right in. <laughs> Maybe it would help if I actually listened, but you know, they're just talking trash, you know. I don't, I don't think I need to do that, so. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the positive reinforcement, everyone. But anyway, so you hang around with comics and actors, kind of getting to know you late at night, you're having coffee, you're noshing, what have you. It's like a psychotic poker game. All of a sudden, it's like, okay, I'll see your alcoholism and low self-esteem. <laughs> and raise you one fear of intimacy and an ego trip for two. How's that? That's all. Good night. Thank you, Janine. And here he comes, the legendary Wid. Calling out Mick Jagger. Jagger when it's very cold outside. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a Smurf's butt, don't it? Because, <laughs> folks, this makes sense, doesn't it? All right, but this, but this makes even less sense, all right? How do I know this? Instinct. <laughs> Instinct. Okay, good. So I'll put in my two cents. Just a minute, man. <laughs> Wait. All right. Hey, wait just a minute, man. All right. 
chip on my shoulder, man, all right? I'm a monk, all right? <laughs> go for it. <laughs> all right, go. I don't know, maybe you guys been at home, man. Maybe you've been uh, smoking a doobie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. oh, oh, oh. Catching a buzz. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hit you, sir. I'm sorry. No, I'm honest, honest. Believe me. <laughs> See, I could be a spy, folks. I could be from the uh, KGB. <laughs> but am I? Am I? No, 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 no. Afraid not. <laughs> afraid not. Look, and this is your brain when you're not on drugs, all right? Picking on me. You got no skill at all. <laughs> skill it. Okay, go. Here's Garfield the cat in the back of anyone's car. <laughs> hey, is the air conditioner on? You want to turn that down? It's cold in here. I love doing that. I love doing it ever since I was a little sucker. <laughs> It's the John Hancock. He sells all that insurance, man. He sells all that insurance. He must be, woo, <laughs> raking in the dough, boy. <laughs> Chicago, I love it. A lot of criminals here at one time, right? Scarface and all that stuff. Like guys like uh, Bugsy Siegel. <laughs> Legs Diamond. <laughs> uh, okay, he used to go to baseball games at <laughs> Wigley Field. Garatov had an act and did it in the first set. And now he's back. But he doesn't have red hair. And hey, it's hey, a I'm, I'm flipping out, all right, buddy? Okay. Pop comedy in the Like a hoarder. Wow. Aren't you decoy one? Yeah. No. Oh. If I hit you, look, I would have foot the bill. <laughs> or made a down oh, payment. Okay. What? <laughs> oh, no. Who? Well, no. I mean, what's the point? It's. There it is, Mick Jagger. Here's two birds with one stone. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> went back. Call back to the the king. He didn't use the blue lips, so he used the red ones. On, you gotta hey, use hey, the blue hey, hey, ones, look, okay? Bro. No, stop. All right, we don't have the whole night here. <laughs> Bring out the dark night. Stop. Was, it was before the dark night, guys. No, you have no so idea, all right? Uh, no, it's a joke. No, it is so hard now to get ahead in the world. Now he has it. Holding a glove. Maybe people were clamoring for so much in the 90s that anything was funny. He's flipping out the... Is it hot in here? Is it hot? Yeah. <laughs> 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 
It's a, he has a Pooh Bear up against his head. He's flipping things around. He's getting real crazy. <laughs> He's putting Pooh Bears through a toilet So when you're driving home, bear, bear right, then bear left. Okay. <laughs> you do with bears. Pop comedy. No, no. God, no, I, I didn't do it on purpose, okay? No. Oh, God. Oh, I get mad. What am I going to stand up here? What am I going to do? What, stand up here and what? Flipper the bird? <laughs> <laughs> In the 90s, you could do anything. You could just flip boxes on and everybody would laugh and clap. What? I can't hear you, man. All right, good. Oh, look, you just emptied out more things on stage. Hey, look, and I'm under a strain here, man. Oh, it's a strainer on his head. Oh, no, everybody's laughing. That's crazy. Hey, what is this, an open house here? Oh, it's a doll. Hey, do me a favor right here. Get off me, home. Oh, props just running around. And some say, so some say that having... Singers, I hope he's one of yours. BB <laughs> <B>. King. <laughs> <laughs> so some people say, some people say Boobies. that <laughs> okay, that prop comedy is the lowest form of comedy, and, okay, and some people say that having a guitar on <laughs> stage <laughs> is the lowest form of comedy. It's a ghost jar. Come on. <laughs> but he, a ghost jar. He still has poop jokes. Poop jokes. Go to the poop jokes, bro. He's going through all the stuff. He's killing me. No, he Holy is. Cow. I mean. <laughs> He's got all the props. People love props. Ask me what kind of meat it is. <laughs> Chuck. Oh, uh, you just checked a cow. It's ground beef. There. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right. Is You're it a bull? <laughs> uh, your audience See, is just I, so I easy back I to play then? this because I recycled all the garbage that I had at home, and I hope that you all do, okay? I didn't have any brothers, sisters, all right, when I was growing up. In fact, that, look, I was an orphan. I <laughs> got <laughs> I want you to help the United States by recycling. I want you to get out there like a bat out of hell, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, you've been a wonderful audience. Yay, pop comedy is the highest and lowest. He made everyone laugh and clap with his weird stuff. So some people say that we should never compete as comedians because the audience has an infinite ability to laugh. And this guy has... She'll park the car six blocks away and run. Ah, ah. Okay, now, I just needed some mall air. Oh, women really do love Let the shop. Let me get my bearings. Oh. That way. <laughs> my dad hates them all, man. I just saw, tell you what, I just saw my parents again. And when you move away and you go home, you realize why you left, huh? Because southern accents are always too. funnier. I love my parents, but they're not right. Southern accents are funny. I want to help them, but I don't know how. <laughs> my, my dad is gone, man. They talk about the same stuff over and over and over, don't they? Don't you wish you could just pop them on the head? <laughs> Not to hurt them, just to move their stories along. <laughs> just to make the needle skip on that record. <laughs> what was I talking about? <laughs> you could just stand behind them. Heard that, heard that, heard that. I've heard that, heard that. Smack your daddy in the face. Comedy.
Or is it that he's wearing like the weirdest outfit? And is that what makes him funny? He looks yeah, like a poor man's gone. Rob Schneider. He the Weather Channel. <laughs> That's not right. I told you what right. Oh hell, a lot of people watch the Weather Channel. <laughs> yes, sir, they do, but not in the dark in their underwear with the sound off. <laughs> <laughs> then he narrates for everybody. Storms coming in. Storms coming in. Look, son, that blue area is a storm. It's raining in Turkey. You know, son, I was in Turkey. I was there in 1940. Just being around your parents when you're older is different, man. Can you ever actually visualize your parents ever? I was eating with them and it hit me. <laughs> What's the matter, son? Oh, nothing I'd like to talk about right now. <laughs> They've been married 45 years. I hope they do have sex, just not like us, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, that little woman who warmed my oatmeal in the morning getting going, give me all 18 wheels, you big trucker. People are screaming. I don't even know what they're laughing at. Everyone's rolling. Sign their report cards. <laughs> if they do it, they do it different or something. You're pregnant. Get in the kitchen. <laughs> Weather channel's on. Call back. They're not actually liking it, man. They're not having pig sex. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, some of you guys are staring at me like, what the hell are you talking about? talking about that Ned Beatty movie. That's so gross. I just think there's two techniques. I think there's making love and there's pig sex. <laughs> making love, that's when you have someone you love, you care about, you want to hold and be gentle and do what they like. <laughs> <laughs> How do you time that for? Damn, pig bro. Sex. <laughs> All right, I'm not, it might not be the right word, but you know what I'm talking about. It's that, honey, you better go lock that door. We're going to bust some furniture in here. <laughs> You're looking damn good in that Garfield sleepwear. Oh, God. See, you got to keep that kind of passion. You got to every once in a while. You do, man. Once your sexy relationship slips, that's it. It's over. Once you start having sex, like, honey, I think I forgot to turn off the sprinkler. <laughs> Laundry Did is you done. pay cable? Ding. She's just thinking, are you done? Not landing starting to come on. <laughs> See, too many women relate to that. That's why I bought my wife a VCR. You can watch it later. <laughs> Not landing. Yeah. That in Dallas. This is clearly early 90s. This time. <laughs> this time. I look at the forest this way. It's better to have loved and lost than have to live with that bitch the rest of my life. <laughs> but I like being married, man. But there's time to stay away from each other if you don't want to have a fight, huh? I figured out two of them. Stay away from each other anytime either one of y'all comes home to my hair salon. <laughs> Women like their hair, y'all go to nice places, but you've never come home happy. Not my wife, not in 10 years. Man, you hear that door? <laughs> this is not what I asked for! <laughs> 
Richard Hurt book and everything! <laughs> Don't smile at me, I have to live with this! Oh, uh, you do. He's like Rob Schneider before Rob Schneider. Yeah, I have to live with you. I'll go slap that bitch for you. <laughs> and don't go to a video store together. Because we're not picking out the same tape. That's just a fight waiting to happen there. <laughs> Honey, why don't we stop and get a movie? Why don't I just put a pistol in my mouth? Blockbuster used to be a thing in the 90s. Remember that? We're going to go cool. fight in public for 15 minutes and go home, aren't we? <laughs> I got to go on Netflix, the same doing there was something in mine. What are you doing uh, uh, Porno. <laughs> are you we're still not watching? It, but we're going to look at the boxes for a while. <laughs> it doesn't do any good to rent it. You can't watch a whole movie. <laughs> Five, ten minutes into it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> callback. You guys are a great crowd. Enjoy the rest Yay. of the Goes. Next on stage, the unknown comic. Oh, oh my God, he's got a bag on his head. Remember this guy? Another prop comic handing out toilet paper. Look bag at on you. his head. I know you're saying, well, what does he do? I do songs, jokes, magic, impressions, ventriloquism, ventriloquism. All right. Most people have a difficult time doing this. There's a bottle of whiskey behind him. Oh my God, he's got a bag on his head hey, and a bag on his hand. Hello. Hey, what's your name, Sad Sack? Hey, Sad Sack, you do any impressions? Are you kidding? Here's Linda Blair from The Exorcist. All right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I sense a little doubt. <laughs> All right, folks, to prove to you that this is no ordinary ventriloquist act, I am not going to drink this water at the same time that Sad Sack here sings a song. Are you ready, Sad Sack? I am ready. All right, folks, here it goes. <laughs> shake, 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 shake your baggie. Shake, 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 shake. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that really hits a spot. <laughs> oh, sucker bit me. <laughs> I'm sure you think I'm sick, don't you? Yeah. Probably look like I could see a shrink. Yeah, well, I went to a shrink yesterday. Look what he did to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. The unknown comic took his bag off his head. He's a real person. Oh my God. He looks like um, he looks like Kevin wow, Bacon or like uh, Kenny Rogers. Not Kenny Rogers. Why don't we all just take our clothes off and sing, Who Can I Turn To? <laughs> I'd like to start because my underwear was soaking wet. <laughs> all right. Oh, he just prop comedy, pulled his underwear out. Just touch him for a second, will you? Go ahead. No, seriously, just for a Sit second. Go ahead. Row. You touch him. Oh, she tried to touch it, he pulled it away. Psyche, dude. All right, if you really want to touch him, go ahead. Come on, don't tease me now. Oh, oh B I T C H. And, uh, may I just have a sip of your drink, please? It gets so darn hot. And just a little sip, please, of your... Please, just a little oh sip. Oh, my. In these no, COVID please, times, you've never just, done that. No, no, the beer. No, in the glass. Please, just a little sip. Thank you very, very much. It's so hot. <laughs> and the heat drinks it again. It won't go down. I must be full. <laughs> you may as well keep it then. <laughs> uh, well, you are a fun crowd. No, 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 please. Oh, this must be my lucky night. <laughs> I got my lucky ring on here. See, I got this from my grandfather just before he died. 
Well, well I gotta tell you, for a guy that was dying, he sure fought like hell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, life's a bitch. I have an uncle spent 20 years paying for a cemetery plot. Last month, he was lost at sea. <laughs> Life is a bitch. Last night I went to the scary movie. I mean, it was scary. Not only did I wet my pants, I also wet the guy's pants in front of me. <laughs> Life is a bitch. Last week I had this, I had this rash on my chin, neck, and back. So I went to an ear, nose, and throat doctor. He gave me some head and shoulders and charged me an arm and a leg. <laughs> so I gave him a finger. <laughs> well, I can't stay too long. I have a, I have a babysitter waiting at home. <laughs> I don't have any kids, but where else can you find a good-looking 17-year-old girl for four bucks an hour? Langston. He's the unknown comic, but he's known now. It's just a joke! He's wearing a Benetton shirt, which is so He's getting cool. five dollars. I wish I had a Benetton shirt like that. Oh, now you're gonna think I'm kinky. Benetton. I'm not kinky. In fact, I've only been to one orgy in my life, and it was disgusting. I mean, bodies everywhere. The next morning, I woke up, there was a blister on my butt. I went to the doctor. Luckily, it turned out to be a contact lens. Ah! Clean joke. Hey, this is Hollywood. You meet some kinky people here. I'm not kidding. I picked up a girl hitchhiking the other day who was actually in the whips and chains, which is lucky I had some in my glove compartment. <laughs> I spent a night with her, too, you know. She wanted to make love 14 times, which was no problem for me. <laughs> well, because I've got a lot of friends, so I just, uh... Oh, oh you laugh. If I had a dime for every girl I've made love to, boy, today I could buy myself some gum. <laughs> I've been with kinky girls, I really have. I was with them one time, kept asking me to hurt her. So I told her her dog was dead. I think a girl's up next, which is exciting, because there's been very few women on these. Well, that was nothing. She was an atheist, too. That was really strange, making love with an atheist. And it was weird, because every time she climaxed, she'd yell out, oh, my non-existent supreme being. He's got a lot of hair on his forearms. It's kind of sexy. Of course, after a couple hours, she was yelling, there is a god. <laughs> Some people don't yeah, get but I like dating. Except I hate one you. thing. Tell me if you don't hate those guys. Don't you hate it when girls say, I never make love on the first date? <laughs> don't you hate that? I always say, well, how about on the last? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Creepy Why can't we just be friends? <laughs> All right, let's go find some broads. <laughs> <laughs> now, you won't, you won't respect me in the morning. <laughs> I'll sleep till noon. <laughs> I almost got married one time. I went with this girl five years, you know, five years, and she left me. We were great lovers. I mean, she used to have multiple orgasms. <laughs> I'm not kidding. One year, she had two. <laughs> yeah, but she left me. I noticed some two guys. You ever notice that whenever girls leave you, they always got to make you think there's still hope you'll get back together? No, it's true. Like, when she left me, she said, I wouldn't go with you again if you're the last man on Earth. <laughs> notice how she cleverly left out the other planets. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Whenever I call her up, she always hangs up on me, but she still answers the phone. <laughs> what a tease. And I hated the way she broke up with me, you know. She said, I never want to see you again. <laughs> so I poked her in the eyes. <laughs> no, actually, I was married once. I just don't like to talk about it because it was too confusing. 
And really, see, I was married to this divorced woman who had a grown daughter, you know. Then my father, who was divorced from my mother, married my wife's daughter, which made my wife the mother-in-law of her father-in-law. My father, of course, became my stepson. <laughs> Well, then my mother-in-law, that's the daughter of my wife, had a son, so that boy became my brother because he was my father's son. <laughs> but he was also my wife's stepson and grandson, which made me grandfather to my own stepbrother. <laughs> well, then my wife has a son, so my mother-in-law, who was a stepsister, my wife became his grandmother because his stepsister is also my wife, which made me brother to my own son, who's also the son of my step-grandmother. So now I was my mother's brother-in-law, my wife was my son's aunt, my son was my father's nephew, and I became my own grandfather. <laughs> Great scripts. And you've been terrific. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Great scripts. Big joke at the end. Yay! And now here he comes. Daryl Hammond. Oh, dear Lord. flew in this afternoon from Brooklyn. What? Major speech differences between Brooklyn and West Palm Beach. In West Palm, you say, I think I'll go to the store. In Brooklyn, we say, I think I'll go to the store. Cover me. So, uh, I'm from Orlando originally, which isn't... How did they okay, not great. use this in the movie that just Interesting came out on Interesting town, because there are no drug yeah. gangs there. There's a whole Rumor movie. Rumor has it whenever a drug gang tries to move into Orlando, 10 or 15... I'm going to stop it for a second just to say that right now on Netflix, there's a documentary about Daryl Hammond's life. And it's interesting, because they don't use any clips from this particular one. And this is on a thing. But uh, I did watch that whole documentary about Daryl Hammond's life, and it's very interesting because he is like a super um, mental issue kind of thing. Like Whoa. he's, yeah, he's uh, kind of a uh, crazy dude. He had a really difficult upbringing, and it's interesting to see him here because he's been on SNL longer than anyone else in SNL. And he was just on last week, I, which is great. In to a cold over. Uh, because his movie's on Netflix right now. But that's the whole thing. This is back, this is Daryl Hammond from like 94, 96, who, from forever long ago, which is crazy. Watch that documentary. I watched the whole thing. I was a little bit bored halfway through, but still, I, I mean, he's been on SNL longer than any other character, so interesting. Yay. Daryl Hammond. Cop cars pull up in front of the place, and a bunch of uh, guys dressed like Goofy climb out going, how about y'all, some bitch going back to Miami? Wait a minute, what about a... What about constitutional rights? Where are the constitutional rights? In Miami. Okay, just check. We can do more than just Bill Clinton. Yay! I don't know if you've been to Miami, but uh, most of what you heard about it is true. The Miami National Anthem, if you're happy and you know it, tap your arm. <laughs> so I'm walking around today and it hits me i just celebrated two years of marriage and it hits me that i'm still in love with my wife right which is a problem maybe because it's starting to hit me that i realize after two years of study that if we ever get divorced it's not going to be because of wife beating or alcoholism or falling out of love or anything like that if we ever get divorced it's going to be because I don't know how to stack the tapes right underneath the VCR. <laughs> Our house has rules, rules, rules. I don't even know how many rules. I've been studying for two years. I'm not even to the living room yet. <laughs> and my wife gets so mad at me that 
She starts yelling, and the hole in her mouth isn't big enough for all the topics to come out at one time. <laughs> and she starts sounding like an auctioneer. Hey, one dollar, two, one dollar, two, one dollar, be a two one dollar. <laughs> Toilet seat up. <laughs> She's walking around like an auctioneer. I'm walking around like the Raymond. Daryl's still married? Yeah, definitely still married. <laughs> This is before Bill Clinton still even existed. The castle, I so bet. Fun. Yeah, Henry VIII. Yeah, Henry VIII. Uh-oh, what's your wife still home? Yeah, ow, 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 ow. It's rain, man, bro. I'm gonna tell you something. Women throw curveballs. My wife saw a rat in a rat trap that wasn't dead. This is the other night. And she starts crying. She cries on into the night. And I'm the man of the house now. I'm comforting her. Oh, baby, it's okay. I love you, sweet, delicate, fragile, little, you know, you know, helpless little flower of femininity. And I put my iced tea on our new coffee table without a coaster. <laughs> and the next thing I remember was a surgeon going, clear! the second guy today without a coaster. <laughs> now, let me tell you, I have a study on women, because you got to study to get along. Women have an inherent sense of class, which I find personally offensive. You have, your notes, have you ever noticed how women can be friends with a man, not make love to the guy, but still be interested in that person as a person? That's really unnecessary. <laughs> Women can keep sex in perspective. Guys, on the other hand, think sex solves everything. A girl could come in, my back hurts, I have lower back pain, and my mom just died. You know what you need. <laughs> you need to speak to Big Olaf. <laughs> about an inherent sense of class. How come there are no women obscene phone callers? It'd be too easy. I want to lick you all over. Thank you. Okay, operator, I'll accept the charges. Of course, you know how you can tell when a, a man is in love. When a man is in love, he will immediately start to make lofty speeches on subjects which he knows nothing about. <clears throat> when a man is in love, he will start acting like Barney Fife. Am I right? <laughs> Go ahead, Barney. Tell us again about the Colgate pump. Well, your Colgate pump... <laughs> of course, a lot of people think it's a harmless little toy, but one false move and bluey. <laughs> Daryl Hammond. You get married, the whole world changes. Uh, the other day, I went to the electronic bank teller. Have you seen these things lately? They're like human beings. Hello, Daryl C. Hammond. How may we assist you this evening? Withdrawal, deposit, inquiry. Punch in, withdrawal. Comes up, thank you, Daryl C. Hammond. Will this be from checking, savings, credit card? Punch in, checking. Comes up, and how much would you care to withdraw this evening, Daryl C. Hammond? Punch in, $60. <coughs> comes up. <laughs> Your wife says no. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, Daryl Hammond. Oh, my God, up next is Ellen DeGeneres. Thank What's going to happen? It's going to be crazy. And is she a lesbian then, or is she not yet? Who Ellen knows? Ellen DeGeneres. This is crazy. 
This is like so old. Thank you very much. Hi. Whoa. Look how young she is. Oh my God, look how cute her hair is. Thank you very it's much. All long I, uh, I had a massage today, my first one. Have you had a massage? Yes. Yeah. Did they make you put the whipped cream on? <laughs> you said everybody did that. Well, that is a weird thing, isn't it? That, you know, you're laying on a table, naked, being touched by a stranger, which is very, very nice. You know that. <laughs> I mean, he tried to relax me. He played music. Uh, a little aggravating, the trombone kept hitting me in the head. <laughs> so, was a trombone. She's sure. not, she hasn't come out of the closet yet. This is definitely Ellen Jones when she was still. Because she just did a dick joke. Trombone, dick joke. Subject. You gotta relax. You gotta do things like that. I got some goldfish. I bought some fish because they say that if you uh, watch fish, it helps you to relax, to fall asleep, which explains why I always doze off while I'm snorkeling. But. <laughs> Just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. You have Dory. to do things to relieve that stress, that tension. That I, I get so stressed out, mainly because of uh, people. Uh, they are so stupid. You know, it's just none of us. It's those others. All the this others. This is great. She's still in the closet. I, I love it. I get friends. Friends write me letters. They write on the bottom of the letter. They run out of room on the front of the letter. They write over on the bottom of the letter. Like I'm that much of a moron. <laughs> like I need that there, because it wasn't there, I'd get to the bottom of the page. And so Kathy and I went shopping and we... That's the craziest thing. I don't know why she just ended that way. Just hope nothing happened to her. I guess it's finished, just throw it away. I'll try to turn it over, I'm curious like that, you know. Just call me silly. Just Good thing some of these letters have the arrow to show you where the back of the page is. You don't know. Could it be this way? Yeah. <laughs> it's on the back. Some of them just have that arrow that points one way. I'll go in the other room looking. Have you seen the back of my letter? She hasn't even danced yet. It says Come on. it's this way. Look around. What a vague clue. Who are you, Ellen? You haven't danced yet at all. You ever do this? You walk up to an elevator, someone's there, they've already pushed the button, the button is lit, you walk up. Obviously didn't push it correctly, I'll have to push it myself. <laughs> <laughs> now the elevator will come. Don't you hate this? When people, like, somebody says they're gonna call you, say they say they're gonna call you about seven o'clock, all right? So at seven o'clock, they haven't called, so you go, okay, I'll fix a drink. So you have a drink, then you have another. Then you have another, then you have another, then you have another. Now you're drunk. Now it's five after seven, they still haven't called. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink that much, really, but when I do cocaine, I get so thirsty. You know, so. I'm kidding, I don't drink that much, except when I'm flying, and that is, I, I dr I'm drunk when I fly because I am scared to death of flying, it's not the turbulence so much as the stewardesses, they are wearing so much makeup, some of them. <laughs> you know, you just wanna walk up and say, excuse me, how small is your head without the makeup? <laughs> is it a tiny head? That's an awful lot, that's all I'm saying. That's... She makes me uh, think of I mean, Tony they scare Roberts, you're dozing so off in your seat, they walk right up to your face, would you like another beverage? <laughs> job up there is to walk around and pass out these peanuts to us 
six peanuts that become very important to us up there. Yes! We go crazy if we don't get them. You know, I didn't get my peanuts. Oh, thank you. So funny. Why is she funny? What makes Are you gonna her eat so yours? funny? She's just funny. She's great. She's holding the mic in her hands too. She's definitely all Six peanuts. That's I don't know. And and it's mainly, you know, that's really the most exciting thing going when we're up in the air is is the food. Because when that cart comes down the aisle, we get so excited. You know, it's just, oh, here comes a cart, put down the tray. <laughs> oh, they're starting on the other side first. Hurry, hurry! Jerry Seinfeld, oh, dude. Planes <laughs> are funny. We can all relate. We know it's bad food, but yet we get so excited. It's the tiniest food I've ever seen in my life.